elephants and meatballs. Hello, 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 hello! Welcome to the Meatball Composer. We've had a slight uh, uh, break. Haven't had a show in a couple weeks because of the uh, oh, the, the crazy weather. I hope that wherever you are, you are uh, uh, warm, you have power, you have water. Uh, any problems, I hope you're getting taken care of, squared away. Uh, that, was, that was just nuts. And... Um, uh, even though I'm not, I'm not in Fort Worth anymore, I did hear uh, from so many friends who just had uh, so much bad stuff going on, pipes bursting and electricity out for days. Uh, so I, I hope I hope that continues to get resolved and that uh, uh, yeah. And what a time for that to happen! Like really, this had to happen during uh, pandemic, you know, right after. Uh, uh, January 6th, like, haven't we seen enough, haven't we <laughs> been through, oh, a lot in the last year, it's just crazy, but, uh, you know, we can only, uh, play the cards we're dealt, so, anyway, I hope, hope you're doing, hope everyone is in a better place than they were a week ago. So, thanks, uh, for listening to this episode of the Meatball Composer, I'm gonna bring Mark Jansen on, and we're gonna talk about, uh, the Bears moves or lack of moves uh, so far this offseason and uh, now that Carson Wentz has been traded to the Colts he is no longer a possibility for Bears quarterback and uh, I, I think that we are both relieved about that but now the question is who is going to be their quarterback so we'll address that a little bit in different strategies to uh, yeah see, just to see what, what they could possibly do so we'll talk about that and a quick reminder, the last episode, if you haven't listened to that, my interview with uh, Ryan Stokes on his book, The Seek, uh, highly recommend check that out, especially if you have theological or philosophical or uh, even ancient history, ancient literature interests. That was a, a really fun interview, so uh, I'd go back and check, check that out. That was episode 92, and this is episode 93, so uh, I'm going to... Uh, get Mark here, and we're going to discuss bears. Okay, uh, Mark, it's recording now, Mark. It's recording. Hi. <laughs> all, right. all right, yeah. Uh, all right, Mark's here with me now. He was telling me all about his uh, adventures in cold weather power outages, and he's getting right to the good stuff, and I realized, oh, <laughs> I didn't hit record. I hit something else. This is uh, how you welcomed me back <laughs> when I had I had expressed that there was a void in my life because we didn't talk last week and all these wonderful spontaneous things that oh, don't have the same cachet now. I forgot to how to use Zoom, my friend. No, the uh, we survived my state's latest attempt to kill us all. <laughs> we didn't have power from Wednesday through Friday at seven ish p.m. Oh my gosh. Uh, Wednesday night, we still had propane for the fireplace, so we made a giant fort out of sheets and barricaded the barricade. wall doors and insulated yeah. ourselves. And that was kind of fun. Yeah. The kids oh. were like great about it. I have a How generator. Was it there? Oh, cranking sorry. out the 
the power for the fridge. Yeah. I'll take this any day over Hurricane Laura in the heat with no power for a week, by the uh, way. Even though the cold's, I guess, more dangerous and all. Well, how cold and was it? It was like down in the teens, high teens at night and 30 during the day, which is nothing compared to what we're used to from where we're from. But houses in Louisiana have a different type of insulation by design where they're designed to let temperature out, like heat mm. mainly. So it's it cools off in a house here pretty quick with no heat on. Interesting. But we don't get normal winters here normally. Right. Oh, and then Wednesday, the just downpour like all day, like freezing rain downpour. And mm. from the storm Sunday and Monday, we had an ice dam, as your listeners will know all about. So mm. my poor wife and I have to get out there Wednesday and break up the dam because we're like an inch away from the water crossing the threshold and getting into the house. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then I went out there several times to keep that whole thing from happening. I, we would wrap garbage or grocery bags around my feet, and I'd go out there, and I'd shovel it and dig a trench in the ice. It was crazy day. Oh, my gosh. And then we ran out of propane Thursday morning. So our dear friends, who also had us over during the Hurricane Laura fiasco, <clears throat> had us over thursday night let us stay overnight and uh we did you know dinner and everything there and they were going to do that again friday we left during the day so that i wouldn't drive them i mean my kids wouldn't i mean i wouldn't drive them crazy <laughs> and uh right. and at 11 30 in the morning friday the power comes back on we're like okay cool let's do what we were going to do for the haircuts for the kids and lunch you know we're trying to kill time the roads weren't that bad at that point especially for anyone who grew up in illinois and just plenty of driving experience mm -hmm. And, uh, and so we went ahead and did that. We come back and it's back off. Ugh. And here's where the story gets a pretty ridiculous. So my wife's in a Facebook group for the neighborhood and someone's like, hey, we have power. Yay. And we're like, what? We don't. It came on and then back off. And then other people are like, we have it. We don't. Blah, blah, blah. So like we find out there's three transformers that have blown, which involves basically 12 houses. <laughs> and then one person at like three says hey i see a cleco the utility company like see a cleco truck and i'm like where i go out there i get in the car i drive over to the guy and i'm like hi he's like <laughs> let me guess i'm like you got it and he's like let me take a picture of this one and i'll follow you up there so then i drive up there i'm like i am a hero look at me i have brought the cavalry we're gonna fix this and he's like, okay. And I told him, I'd, I'd looked at my transformer and like the bottom of it is corroded. Like you can see down in it. And of course it's going to have a ton of water at that point. Yeah. It's, it's like not, it's way broken. You know, it's corroded. It's, it's, there's a huge gap at the base of it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this isn't how this is supposed to work. He's like, actually, that's probably not the problem though. Definitely not what you want. He's like, and he goes, y'all have too big of houses. I'm like, I mean, it's a nice, you know, middle class home, <laughs> but whatever. And he just kind of laughs. And I'm like, but you can fix it, right? He's like, yeah. And then he drops an orange cone on the curb and he's like, I need to go look at a better one. I'm like, okay. He comes back and he's like, yeah, you're, you're marked. They'll be here to fix it. And I'm like, that's it? You, you, you drop a cone, you know? And I, didn't say that. <laughs> and I was like, so you're, I'm like trying to get him to kind of fill in the blank, you know? And he's like, I just let them know which ones need fixing. I'm like, okay. And then he opens it up and there's like a gigantic anthill in it. Oh my gosh. And he's like, this is normal. They do this all the time. I'm like, I guess if I was an ant, you know, shelter and whatever. 
so yeah sure enough they came by and at seven or so it, it came back on so i was like great i got the guy to mark it and now they're going to be like two days getting here right they yeah. came right away because my neighbor who does marketing had actually done some marketing for the company so he reached out to the vice president that he knew and she's like they will be there tonight and i'm like newt wow. you you are the real hero here all about so connections. I would like the Bears to hire Newt to do just about anything <laughs> is our segue because he's that competent. But yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, so and that's why we didn't have a show last I had week to because... track the guy down and point at the hole to get it fixed, is the point here. <laughs> like he didn't notice it when he drove by, apparently. There's a joke in there somewhere. But anyway, yeah. so we uh we weren't able to uh, do a show last week. But you know, there wasn't really a whole lot of news last week anyway, except uh well, what, when did the Wentz stuff happen? Was that before Ice Apocalypse or? Just in time to give us some good news. Yeah. yeah, it is good news. Carson Wentz will not be the Bears quarterback. And but there was much Can you imagine having an offseason of which Carson Wentz will we get? Oh, no thanks. Yeah. And, you know, we've had enough of that with uh, – Going back to Rex Grossman, remember <laughs> good Rex, bad Rex? No, but I mean specifically, like these quarterbacks who have amazing days and then just awful days. You know, Jay had some of those. Rex was notoriously, you know, even in the Super Bowl year, it was good Rex, bad Rex the whole year. Yep. Well, which Rex are we going to see today? Good Rex yep. or bad Rex? So, yep. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm And I'm he, if he gets 75% of the snaps, it's a first rounder. Bad. <laughs> yeah, it the cost ended up being what a third rounder and a second and, that can escalate a, to a first. Oh, it can. Oh, okay, all right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, here's the thing: that doesn't look like egregious. And of course, the Eagles were lying their tails off the whole process and using the Bears. So I'm glad we didn't bother for that reason too. But if if he if he's good enough to play that many snaps, they lose the first. But you don't know if he's going to play that well. And if right. he gets hurt, then you wasted a second and a third. So to me, it's a lose-lose for the Colts. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and the, the, more so than the Bears, they need they need a quarterback to. Well, they're really uh, to a, make a run. One. So I, exactly. I mean, I, I guess it's worth it for them because they also have the coach who he was good with. Right. If yeah. it's not Frank Reich. You know, if yeah, if it's not Peterson, it was Reich, and so whatever. I'm just glad he's not a Bear. I would not have been a fan of that deal even if it was those just those two picks i still think i think they can do better or give up way less if that makes sense yeah it does so now the the remaining question is of course who is going to be the bears starting quarterback i'm still leaning towards nick Foles, personally well i think we we have two categories right there's the home runs Yes. And there's multiple swings, which are probably a whole bunch of fouls, and maybe if we're lucky, a duck snort single in there somewhere. <laughs> I love baseball analogies when talking about football. I the Bears are so depressing. I'm ready to move on to baseball. No, um, but I'm your home not. runs are your like the obvious guy that you're they're pipe dreams. Yes. Watson, Wilson, <laughs> third of the league called him whenever he made his comments about being fussy. <laughs> Yeah, complete with this give him away he's like the fourth best qb in the league here he is right. for free they'll definitely sign me up if they're trading him absolutely <laughs> Dak prescott your boy 
Wait, uh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Hold on a second. Are you trolling me? You're trolling yes. me. Yes. Jeez. That was but fun. he's obviously in the, that tier compared to the rest of the names we're going to get to. And then he, I think Derek Carr. at the Carr, bottom of that tier. And then Derek Carr, but they're talking about an extension, so no one knows what the Raiders are doing there. And then yeah. the other one, the other home run attempt would be a big trade up in the draft. Like yeah, not it, into the like mid teens, but like into the top five or something. It would have to be if they want to get one of those uh, Justin Fields or who, the BYU kid. Zach, well, I love Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, he's got the one ability I really want to watch a Bears QB do: off-platform craziness. Mm. You know the Mahomes stuff. Mm. No, he's not Mahomes, but I'm just saying like that. Like the play is broken. Oh, the QB is good enough. The play is not broken. That was fun. Instead, we have Mr. Reps guy, Mitch, who's actually a good athlete but can't seem to do anything unless it's all perfect, which doesn't make sense because he can run. I, it's, he's yeah, busy. well, they clearly Negi and um, coached that out of yeah, him. We'll get back to Mitch because you can't talk Bears without Mitch. Mitch. So those are your five home runs. Do you think any of them are even remotely realistic? Not unless they trade the top five. They'd have to only, get... only the draft one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then your duck snorts. Are like <laughs> super depressing, right? Like Marcus Mariota. <laughs> like yeah, whence uh, was the uh, attempt at a double, right? Like you might strike out, you might hit a double. The rest of these guys are the same old, same old from the Bears, with maybe one exception. Fitzpatrick. It's magic, baby. Do it. <laughs> might as well. No, actually, my exception is Gardner Minshew. That guy's only going to cost you a fourth rounder. He's got a career ninety-four rating or something. Uncle Rico on, on a trash team. Bring on the stash. Bring on uh, at least we'll have fun, right? Like anything is more fun than whatever we watched from Nick Foles. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think we're in a scenario where if they're going to really improve it, they're going to have to swing for the fences with the draft and our two collaborative powers that are about to be fired going to risk it on a rookie QB, or do they think I get a rookie, I get more time? Well, that, I was just going to ask you that. Do you think that's part of the thinking that, uh, hey, if we draft, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mac, uh, what's his name from Alabama? Um, Mac, Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, I almost said Mac Wilson, but I'm com- I'm mixing my rookies there. Yeah, Mac Jones. Can they say, well, you know, we need time now to develop him, and George will be like, yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah, you know, and then. And then Ted will tell us we didn't get the QB right. We didn't win enough, but everything's <laughs> fine. Five to six game losing streak. That's, that's the I can't best. get away from it. I know people are probably tired. The press conference still kills me because that's why we're here going, what do we do? You know what list is not going to have the Bears on it because of the people in limbo in charge? Any of the QBs traded. Yeah. Probably won't be that interested. It's so dumb to have kept them as lame ducks. You either have to extend them because you're like two playoffs in three years and sell us on that. Good luck. Or you've got to be done with them. But this one more year thing leads to all your assistants leaving and nobody really being that interested in coming here so far. It's early, though. Way early. Don't panic too much on the players' part. But I'd be pretty surprised, actually, if Watson's like, trade me to the Bears. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't see. They just don't have the capital to make that happen anyway. Even no, if they don't. To. But I mean, even the appealing this appeal to players. Yeah. Right, not great. Look at the Lions, our our favorite punching bag. 
That guy is biting kneecaps, and he's put together a crazy experience coaching staff. Mm. Hopefully they'll still stink, but there's, like, real names on his coaching staff because he has a six-year contract. That's true. He does. That, that's so, amazing for, you know. So the rest of the poo-poo platter doesn't get any better. Sam you think Darnold. They, it, oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Nick Foles is in the poo-poo platter, by the way. The duck snorts. I like the duck snorts better. You sound like Hawk Harrelson. Oh, duck God, I don't like the duck snorts better. Mercy! Now I got to switch out of this. <laughs> the man who fired Tony LaRusso, and that's why Jerry Reinsdorf had to bring LaRusso back. Unfinished business with the Chicago White Sox. Listen, I refuse to make this a White Sox podcast. Next okay. thing you're going to do is break down intro music to baseball players like Parkins did. Day. not doing it oh i didn't listen no i no. no my cousin said he was he was like yeah and i very rarely ever get to where i just totally turn it off before a segment but i have no interest in that one i'm like yeah that sounds pretty brutal <laughs> was he making bets on what music yeah, players would use it's like the least <laughs> musical person alive too <laughs> that, that's what makes the song so great though with yeah, uh, spiegel because yeah, spiegel actually is good <laughs> yes yes we're a long way off from the qbs just like sorry sorry yeah, All right, uh, who else is in the duck snorts? Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, he might be king of the duck snorts. Yeah, there it is. Put that on a t-shirt. We should king duck snort. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, hey, I saw a stat today. Since the AFL-NFL merger, the only player in NFL history, Super Bowl history, whatever you want to call it, without a pick six and 50-plus starts, Mitch Trubisky. Bears! Yeah, it's actually to play for Lovey Smith. Trade him for Watson. You know what? That's that brings up something interesting. How many years do fans hate Cutler because of the turnovers? And all we need is someone who doesn't turn the ball over. And Mitch Maybe. is pretty decent there. He's, he's just he's not very that good. good. Yeah. I'll tell you this: if you could convince me, and you can't, don't even try, <laughs> that Matt Nagy would run the correct offense, uh, I would take Mitch Trubisky over all the other duck snorts. Yeah. Yeah, because he looks good when they actually do what he can do. And he's a bum slayer. He looks bad against better defenses, but I guess that's a lot of QBs. But, I mean, we're, we're sitting here talking about Gardner Minshew as possibly the oh. best option. It's realistic. You think they're going to go anywhere with Uncle Rico? <laughs> they have to just trade up in the draft at this point. But with what? That's, and I'm, I'm not and disagreeing with you. They get rid of all you. their picks to do it, and I'm then you've got Pace making another QB pick? Or is Nagy's involvement going to fix it? Well, that's what they're hoping, that's for sure. That's a narrative that kind of kills me. Though maybe he's good at evaluating QBs. He sure as heck didn't have any interest in helping one develop. Well, the one hope is that he was with the Chiefs when they drafted uh, Mahomes. And he did like Mahomes. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it's either that or you're just going to actually like, – like, can they even get in front of us and say, we believe in Nick Foles? No. <laughs> what else are they going to do? They're going to bring in somebody like Minshew or Darnold or a big draft swing. Yeah, I, that's why I, I think it's going to be Foles, and I think they're going to rookie. And they're going to draft a rookie. Yeah, and, and what's so frustrating about this too, also, is it's a deep offensive line draft, and they're going to be stuck reaching for the fifth QB in the draft. Yes. With I don't even want them to do. If that's what's left, pick your tackle, get your QB in the next pick, and hope yeah. it turns out. Because the last thing they can afford is another first-round bust. Because they've had one that's not. Yeah. For the Bears, that's not. I don't know if Leonard Floyd's really 
fair to call a bust, but he didn't live up to expectations. He's not really a bust. But only Roquan is like, okay, good pick. Really good pick. That's a great pick. They need another really good pick. Yeah. Even Mitch wasn't a bust. Tag day yesterday. Tag day. Okay. Let's do it. Allen Robinson has not been tagged yet. What are they doing? Maybe they're trying to wait to the last minute. I don't know. I don't know. They're not talking to him about a contract. They're not sticking the tag on him. Are they trying to alienate him and make – I don't Are they get going it. To, I wonder if they're playing it like Kyle Fuller, the transition tag, which allows him to get an offer and them to match it. Oh. The cap's going down. Maybe – I still think Keenan Allen getting $20 million freaked them out. Hmm. And they were like, we aren't doing that. Hopefully, if the cap goes down, he'll have less coming his way than he thinks, and we can get him for 18. They could transition tag him. Yeah, that's a good thought. But I promise you, if they franchise him, he's going to throw a hissy fit based on his behavior on social media the past year. Yeah. He's such a good pro otherwise. I want him back if the price is right. Absolutely. Yeah. But this is probably going to end poorly at this rate. I really, you know, we've talked about Darnell Mooney. I really like him, but he's not a number one. I like him so much more if he's not trying to, if he's not the one the defenses are keening on. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. So then and I a, guess you could go after a Galladay or somebody like that. But I mean, for all we know, this big wide receiver class is going to be down to two names in no time because everybody else gets franchised in the next week or whatever. Now, what were you st- before we started? You were saying something about uh, Galladay and a, for thinking about trading him for a second round pick, or is that just speculation? When I um, when I was playing around on Lions Twitter. Lions Twitter. As we must for the podcast. There was a just some kind of rumor that, that if the Lions franchise him, that, that they can get a second-round pick. But why would they want to get rid of him? I you don't know. know. They're why, the Lions. I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, he's a really, really good receiver. Really. And Marvin Jones is a free agent and still pretty productive. I mean, he's definitely not in that same class, but he's still good. They have a lot of turnover in that roster, potentially. So you would think that Galladay would be the kind of guy they'd keep. So maybe the rumor is bogus. I'd do that, though. He's definitely sure. So is A-Rob, in my opinion. But But I also think teams overvalue draft picks. As long as you're getting a young enough player, I'll trade a second any day. Hmm. For a guy that good at 27 or 28? I mean, not 34 here. A guaranteed commodity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do it. Want to draft Anthony? Boy, we'd miss out on drafting Anthony Miller. That's your second round receiver lately, or Mark Bradley. Boy, Mark Bradley! Wow, throwing it back. That's that's an Angelo pick, isn't that? Back in when Jaron was coach. That's why the people come here. They the random Mark Bradley. Mark Bradley. So uh, my point, of course, is obvious. You'll take Galladay or A Rob any day over guys like that. But again. Age is a factor here, and they're both young. So I, th- we'll have a whole other pod on off-season moves once there are some. But it's been eerily quiet. It's a little irritating that A. Rob is still sitting there, not signed when they should have done it earlier in September. Not but even talking. It really matters that he's not tagged yet because they got like two weeks to tag him. No one's been tagged for that matter. That's weird. Like, league-wide, they're Maybe. just not hurry, I guess. Maybe GMs and agents are frozen somewhere. 
maybe that's why there's nothing happening. Mr. Baseball analogy. Maybe they learned from the owners colluding to drive player salary down by throwing the offseason back a month and getting them desperate. Maybe that's what they're doing. By the way, mm. baseball totally did that. <laughs> Remember everything happened late November and before Christmas. And now it's like mid-January before anything happens. And the mm. players are like, ah, one-year deal. Sure, I'll sign. Mm. Never so bet against the billionaires. Yeah. So, yeah, the Bears. Um, do you have any optimism for them fixing much of this? No. <laughs> I don't either. I don't, and I laugh, so I don't cry. Where are they going to improve besides presumably at tackle? Bayrob's gone. They're not improving at wide receiver. I think it's highly uh, possible they end up with the worst QB situation. Yeah. Possible. Let's see. Defensive line. Because uh, Goldman will be back, hopefully, right? Yeah, okay. Assuming they don't cut Hicks, which makes it kind of a wash. Yeah. I don't think they're going to cut Hicks. Have you heard They got to re resign some of those guys on defense to team-friendly deals. Yeah. Ryan Pace is going to push that money back for sure. Yeah. Uh, secondary, would they? Well, they might be better just with better coaching. The secondary. That the, whole... the hope here right now, that the best hope we can pin on the future prospects of the Bears is that the defense will return to form with a Fangio disciple leading the, the coaching staff. Even if they lean more and toward none of the, the old position form. coaches back. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, That's even if the corner is the secondary guy, just Townsend's back. That 2018 defense was really good in this era. Really good. And we. <sighs> I, will, I will end on the Bears part with this, okay? Okay. And all it takes is one really excellent home run swing with the QB position and all is well with our offseason. I just am losing any kind of hope that they have it in them. Because what would they have to trade to get up to into the top five? Have to trade uh, pick 20. For it's sure. Like and two more first if it's the Jets. If it's like fifth, it's like another first and a second. I mean, it gets expensive in a hurry. And then you've got still problems on the line with who's going to block them, block for them. Mm -hmm. But if you could move up into the top five and get uh, Wilson, do you remember the last time we drafted a BYU quarterback, my friend? He was pretty cool. Punky, some would say. Mm. I like that thinking that since you drafted a quarterback from BYU and they won the Super Bowl with said quarterback, therefore, if you draft another quarterback from that same school. You have airtight logic, sir. You must have that's been talking right. to our philosopher friends. That's I have been. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So are we ready to bring in our special guest? I don't have any philosophy friends. What are you talking about? Yes, special guest. Yeah. Wait. All right. Well, we are privileged to be joined once again by the Bears GM, Ryan Pace. Ryan, thank you for your time. It's really good to be here. I've been uh, I've been frozen in my office since last week, and uh, I got fired up and was able to melt the ice, and uh, <laughs> here I am. Well, again, thank you for your time. I'm sure you have lots of poor decisions that you are excited to make. Always excited about that. Mm -hmm. Always fired up about my decision-making. What's your what's your plan, if I may be blunt, about QB for the Bears? Well, Mark, that's a good question, and thank you for asking that. Uh, what we want to do is we really want a quarterback who can who can lead and who can uh, throw the ball to uh, 
the uh, the other players on offense and uh, get down the field and uh, uh, you know tr- try to score points. That's that's really what we see our quarterback doing in this system with this coaching staff. And we uh, we've collaborated on this and uh, talked about you know what we'd like to see. And that's one thing we decided is we'd really like to see our our players collaborate with each other too and work together towards. Uh, getting the ball downfield and scoring points. And uh, uh, we're just so excited about that and to see it happen. And uh, we're, we're going to get the right quarterback and Matt's going to coach up the right quarterback. And, uh, and we're, we're just so excited. We can't wait. We can't wait Great. to show you so, that. I didn't really learn anything there though. I, I, I do agree that it'd be good if they scored points. Um, I was just, you know, it occurred to me when you mentioned collaborating with the players. I have the perfect player I would love for you to talk about collaborating with to to acquire new players, and that's Corderell Patterson. He's very active on Twitter and seems to have some good ideas, and, and people really like his suggestions. Maybe he should be like your your assistant or something. I got to tell you, Patterson, he's he's just a great guy. When, when we had the chance to get him, we were really fired up and excited to get uh, uh, C Flash P as his Twitter handle states, uh, it sounds like some kind of disease flash P, but, uh, but he's a great guy. He's a great player. And, uh, yeah, I, we, we like to take, uh, what our players say into consideration because ultimately it's really up to the players to win the games. Uh, that, that's something we figured out and we've learned here in, in this, uh, this run that we've had with, uh, working for the Chicago bears and, um, yeah, uh, Patterson really, he, un- he understands what we're trying to do here. And I'm really excited about that. And and he's fired up and Matt's fired up to talk to Patterson. And uh, once we get him the ball from the quarterback, then we'll be able to really, uh, really do some exciting things. And we're, we're fired up about that. Okay. Well, yeah, you do work for the bears. That's good. That was a, an actual statement of fact from a Brian Pace interview. Now, it seems like you know a lot about Twitter, referencing CP's handle there. Have you been doing any opponent scouting on Twitter? Every once in a while, I, I like to see what uh, the other teams are doing. Um, you know, we, we, I like to look at Green Bay uh, because they've been good. And uh, Yeah, we, we should we, probably try to be more like them. That's, that's an actual positive step, yeah. Well, if we can figure out what their success has been, then we'd, we're, we're excited to try to figure out what that is too. Um, but we, really, we get our, our best information from uh, the Detroit Lions uh, fan base on Twitter. I, I can see the similarities. That's totally believable. Yeah, they have, uh, they have owners, and we have owners, and <laughs> we're excited about our owners, and uh, they, uh, they, they hired... Uh, a new coach who um, uh, we really we, we'd like to get Matt to model some of that uh, the new coach over there in Detroit, and uh, we want to get Matt some kneecaps and uh, uh, maybe in like a, a patty form or perhaps uh, a sandwich of some kind. He doesn't and really seem like the biting the kneecaps type with the visor well, and everything. He's a he's a shorter guy too, so. Uh, um, that could be an issue, but you know he he's going to be working hard every day, and uh, we're excited to see how he can uh, uh, you know match up against one of these other bright minds in our division up to the to the north in Detroit a little bit, and uh, I I like to see also what uh, what the fans are saying and uh, how that compares to what our fans are saying, 
and it, it gives us a good idea of what the fans are looking for and, and how we can uh, uh, best put put the best team out there uh, for them to cheer for and uh, we, we're really excited that our, our fans like to cheer for the Bears and we want to have them continue cheering for the Bears and um, yeah great I mean especially we, we against the Lions fans. yeah yeah the Bears yeah, and, have fans somehow that's that's really remarkable really and it's that's just so exciting too about this team is that uh, the fans really want them to win and you don't always see that but we we see that here and, and we're we're fired up about that Okay, well, thanks for your time, Ryan. I don't think I learned anything, but that's par for the course, and we do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we're like I said, we're going to get the best players out there. Um, we're not quite sure how to find them or uh, <laughs> how, how to get them in the building, uh, but uh, once we do get them, then Matt's really fired up and excited about getting them on the table and uh, checking out their kneecaps, of course. And uh, yeah, then we're, we're going to do everything we can to build a winner here in Chicago. So thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, I, I hope you do. I'm not sure how either. So we're agreed there, I guess. And there he goes. Wow. Quickly as he blew in. <laughs> He's gone. Amazing. I'd like to think that we actually got more out of him there than uh, most interviews. Yeah, you know, the Chicago media did a great job in that press conference. They were the real stars there. But Ryan, for some reason, is in his own unique kind of strange way, a little bit more forthright with us. I mean, he wants yeah. to win football, yeah. play, play football. Yes. Try to score points. That stood out to me. Yeah. And they they're going to acquire players. They just don't know how. I, all of that <laughs> is all very reasonable. <laughs> And we I do our homework the, here. The track record <laughs> speaks for itself in all of those metrics. Woo. Oh. All right. Well, my friend, I should get going. All right. Thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, get, get, oh, get wait, hear something this week, right? What, what were you saying? What'd you forget? We don't do the Bulls and Blackhawks much, but why are the Blackhawks not terrible? I'm confused. Man, they... Uh... I thought they were terrible. Everyone said they were going to be terrible, and they're, like, in contention for at least a playoff spot. I know. And, you know, when uh, – have we heard anything about Taves' injury? But, and, and, uh, whatever that thing is, not that some, I'm aware of. I, I don't undis- follow him near as much. I should leave this to, like, other people. We should have my cousin on as a guest Blackhawks correspondent. I don't know. Sure. But I'll look at That'd the record, fun. and I'm like, I thought they were supposed to suck. So, help. Why yeah. And I thought my point with Taves was without him, I thought it was going to be really, really sunk. But uh, yeah, so far, and they're they're scoring points, which, as we heard from Ryan Pace, that's a good thing that, that you want your team to do. But <laughs> yeah, I think they're called goals and and points in the standings, right? Or but yeah, that's better than than not. It's hockey, eh? I don't know what I'm talking about. You're a hoser. Oh, you take off, Hoser. And the Bulls have an all-star. They do, Zach Levine. He's playing at a historic level. Yeah, good for him. And, of course, the first That I understand. (laughs) They have some good young talent and finally a real head coach. So it's to reason that they might improve some. I saw on Twitter a fan suggest that now is the time to trade Zach Levine because his value is so high and get other draft picks for him. Is that 
peak Chicago fan or what? That's where you realize and that Bears and fans I know and that Bulls was fans like overlap. going into the season. That was a common thought because he didn't play defense. He didn't do anything but score. He was empty calories. Now he's averaging five assists. He's defending better. He's the only player in the league besides Kevin Durant scoring at the clip he's scoring with the shooting percentages he's got. If he finishes the season that way, he will join Steph Curry and Larry Bird as the only players to score over 29 a game, hit 50% of their shots and 40% of their threes. Like, Those hang on a second. Yeah. That is a lot better than like the, okay, he scored 20 points a game when they were terrible. Like this yeah. guy is really good and still really young. If he was 32, maybe it would make sense. Or if he was the same guy as last year, it might make sense. But what are you going to – who are you going to draft that's going to play better? Yeah, and that's why I said what I did about the Bears fans, Bulls fan overlap. <laughs> and they got two more years of him, so they're not really desperate to – they don't have to, like, max him out just yet. They can kind of ride this one out. Yeah. But, yeah, it's fun. The Chicago sports scene in the winter is suddenly a lot better than anyone expected, I think, is the kind of point here. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and uh, pitchers and catchers are. It looks like we'll get uh, baseball started on time this year, and maybe even get some fans in the stands. Maybe I do have a Cubs question. Oh boy, yeah. Other than Kyle Hendricks, can you really say it's pitchers and catchers aren't just the catchers <laughs> reporting for the Cubs? What are you sorry, talking about? Had... We got Jake Arrieta back. <laughs> sorry, and had... He's gonna win the Cy Young again because Jake Arrieta won it five years or six years ago. So therefore, mm -hmm. he'll win it again. And oh, my Cubs fan brethren are just oh. Boy. In previous yeah. years, I've thought the Cubs despair amongst or the fans despair. Cubs fans despair. Words are hard for me at this late in the pod. Mm -hmm was kind of laughable and like, hey guys, they're really good and they were bad forever. And these players, you know, these, these, this group won you the first world series since like the Oregon trail or something. <laughs> and, and so like, I since thought it was a little Ottoman harsh, Empire. Yeah. right? So it was a little harsh now though. It's like, okay, they got at the pitching staff. I can see why you'd be upset, but more in the baseball podcast in a couple weeks before the season. More in the, yeah, I might. We'll just tease that forever. <laughs> you're going to enjoy that because I just have lots of, as much I'm as sorry. my fellow Bears fans um, annoy me, Cub, my oh, fellow Cubs fans, are, Cubs fans are just the worst. I would the love to hear worst. all about that for sure. I want the record to show when we started talking the baseball pod episode, the idea was we were both ticked off at our teams. Okay, so I wasn't gloating. And then the Cardinals went and ruined it. With the Arenado yeah. trade. Yes, so, they did. Shame on them. But we signed Jake Arietta to one year. And didn't trade anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and not getting or not keeping Kyle Schwarber. That really tweaked some fans. I'm like, come on. We know who he is. You know? But, I'm uh, yeah. shocked he's not in the AL. That's what gets That's me. where he belongs. That's I where get he over that. belongs. He's still not in the AL. I thought five years ago they should have traded him to the AL while he had all this crazy value. He's had to work hard to become an average left fielder. <laughs> That's where you stick the guy that – anyway, baseball yeah. punt. Baseball punt. Baseball punt. All right, I really got to go. Thanks for joining started. me, man. And special thanks to Ryan Pace for joining us too. That was that was all yep. right. We have yeah. to start tagging the podcast with that. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, bear right. down, my friend. See you, dude. The Bears. the Bears. I love the Bears. You've been meatballed. <laughs> We're going to kick you in the teeth.